Today's bachelor party is brought to you by the upcoming film, The Spy Who Dumped Me. The hilarious action comedy follows two best friends, played by Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who become entangled in an international conspiracy when one of them discovers that the boyfriend who dumped her was actually a spy. Get your tickets to The Spy Who Dumped Me, also starring Justin Theroux and Sam Hewen, in theaters August 3rd. Now let's batch. It's the first time I've started to think that you possibly feel the way about another guy that you do meet. I think it's kind of hit me hard the last two weeks um, because, I mean, it is getting to the point where you clearly, obviously, have really strong connections with other guys. And so, you know, I can't really ignore that anymore. Fantasy Suites, the week that everyone looks forward to, kind of. Not as not as racy as it used to be, but there were some good post-coital wear for two of the guys. One of these guys didn't even get to see the Fantasy Suite, and we're going to break it down. Plus, we're going to tease Bachelor in Paradise, Men Tell All, rectify some mistakes, and so much more with my good friend Lauren Zima. Hi, Lauren. Juliet, I love starting my week off with you. I like it when you're in studio. Last time you called in, it wasn't as fun. Called in from an Uber. Yeah. Always a dangerous move. A a great long (laughs) ride really worked in my favor. (laughs) On my way to the airport, just enough time for a good pod. Thanks to the Uber driver. Um, Fantasy suites, usually a really big deal. Less of a big deal this time. However, I'm pretty confident that she had sex with Blake and Garrett. What do you think? I'm confident in that 100%. I think that she had said she's in love with both of them at this point. So that's a go. And they didn't feel super sexy to me, though. No, they didn't. Who Mm -hmm. was sexier to you? Blake or Garrett? Yes. Based on the morning after. Blake had an intimacy to him Mm -hmm. that I found sexy. He was very loving to her. I imagine Garrett's maybe a little a little more throw you around. I'm just envisioning it all oh, here. Oh, interesting. You think <laughs> Garrett is more aggressive in bed uh-huh. and Blake is more tender. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you watch The Bold Type? No, but so many people have told me I should. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> this kind of came up on last week's episode a little bit, talking about like who's who's the dominant one. It was two women. It was fantastic. Who are you more into? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not the question I thought you were going to ask right away, Lauren. I am way more into Blake. I'm finding Blake more um, attractive by the moment. I think he's kind of getting fatter and less ripped because, like, they're drinking and they're on the road, and so he's, like, not working out every day. They 100% I, say that happens. Colton had gotten bigger throughout the season, I, I like beefy Blake. I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't lose the weight. I don't like an unnatural-looking body. Like, I'm really—I I call it a Ryan Reynolds, and I've, I've discussed this before. But, like, when it looks like you're trying really hard to 100%. hot, I don't find it attractive. I always say that I want a guy who has muscles because— he like lifts things or does things sure. versus actually going to the gym all the time. I also have to say, per Instagram photos, her final four and final three, why don't any of these guys have chest hair? 
Where is all their waxer? chest hair? Probably waxer. Maybe. Jason, definitely a waxer. I have not. I have no question in my mind. That man, he gels his hair and waxes his chest. He's taking the hair off of his chest and putting it on his head. Waxing, as we all know from Seinfeld, is just dangerous. It grows back. It looks weird. I, I don't know. Like, I like a little natural. chest hair. I like a little beefiness, a natural. little bit of man fat, if that's I a know. thing, and a little chest hair. Let's just be comfortable with who we are. I don't need to be constantly. There's one thing about being healthy and fit. I, I feel like with people over 60, you can tell when they're a vegan because like they have like a natural glow to their face aging very well but I feel like under 60 anyone <laughs> else I'm just like just try less hard you know you've got time I think it's also from living in LA I have just developed a real aversion to like overly sculpted and overly quaffed men and women well it just intimates this person is focusing so much yes. on their appearance and you want something yes. substantial so as Blake is emotionally and physically breaking down I'm increasingly into him is what I'm trying to tell you <laughs> as he is uh, stress eating more yes. as he is. yeah definitely <laughs> And so Blake probably did do some stress eating this week because Blake, uh, he got the first, it's, it was, they don't show it in order, but mm-hmm. they first showed Blake's one-on-one. And what was their date? The hike where they couldn't touch each other? The hike where they couldn't touch each other. The Here, rules were iffy on that to me. I was like, wait, can we touch? We can't kiss? Really At weird. The entrance? What? I like that she was wearing a legit hiking outfit. She was wearing spandex, a sports bra, and like a white kind of crop t-shirt, which is like if I were a camp counselor or like going to camp to like visit, that's probably what I would wear. Although Her makeup's still so incredibly on point, which I yes. do not understand because they had been Sweaty. in the Bahamas and then Thailand. I actually messaged on Instagram the makeup artist who does the leaves oh. and Chris Harrison oh. and asked her. I had to know. You're I'm a like, true journalist. What? Yeah. She said, <laughs> I said, are you there giving her touch-ups or what are you doing? And she said, no, I do kind of do her hair and makeup at this point in the game, but then she does touch-ups and fix-ups herself. So she's not like with her on the side of the hike fixing her hair and makeup the whole time. Oh. I've noticed they've been going with more hair up with Becca the yes. last few episodes, and I believe it to be because of the humidity. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got to get out that mousse and then a layer of hairspray. Mm-hmm. Very tough. But her makeup does look good. The only thing is it, it's looking a little thick, but as you said, I think it's because of the humidity. It's quite matte, isn't Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but she. I actually wonder what she looks like without makeup on. I think Becca has a very old schooly vibe to her a little mm-hmm. bit, and by that I just mean her makeup's a little more matte. Her style, I think, is a little more old school, like a little glitzy. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think a lot of people have been talking about her style actually, and I think she's gorgeous. Her bod is sick, sick. She sick. she had the worst outfit for Jason, so I knew it wasn't going to go well. She, was that that white lacy thing? Yeah, the white lace. Yeah. It's like a, it was like boho chic threw up on her. It was like a skirt and a shirt. Looked really bad. I, I wasn't into it, but I want to go back to Blake. Take so me she, back. So she and Blake go on this date where they can't touch each other. <laughs> I don't know how long it was for. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. It was, but like she's such a touchy person. I found that surprising that she consented to it but it's probably why they put that restriction on it because they love her so because because that's like her thing so badly she just likes to touch she likes to touch and she doesn't like to lie no she's not she's an honest girl very honest um I, I noticed, by the way, back to her makeup and her hair for a second sure not a lot of swimming with her and that's because I think you would have your your hair and makeup would get messed up yeah but I mean Again, she has the bod for it. When she was in the Bahamas She's with hot. Colton, that swimsuit, I was like, yes, Becca. But have we seen her with wet hair? Not really, no. Because I have, like, very little interest in, like, being in a bikini, but a lot of interest in being in the water. Like, a lot. If I were her, I'd be like, yeah, let's just jump in. Let's get a catamaran. Let's go. Like, all the water stuff so we could be in the water together. We did see her get splashed upon on Garrett's date. Yes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Can she swim? Maybe she can't <laughs> swim. 
Who she knows? went in the water with Garrett. All of her water has been with Garrett. Yeah. In the water with him. Also, so, can we talk about the monk moment? Yeah, sure. I believe that what Becca said was, <laughs> and I quote, there's something so old about interacting with a monk. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Well, you've probably never met a monk. I don't know. It was such a weird thing to say. There's been a lot I this think- season of... I know we always get it, but it's felt heavy this season. The, the very general. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. That what were you going to say? General? I was going to say the very general commentary. Just, It's just at this point in the game, I don't need the it's amazing to be here. There's something so cool about this. Isn't this so cool? It's it's just so awesome that we're here together. I don't need that at this point. Yeah. It's got to be deeper. That's why the Jason stuff was so interesting. We'll go there in a second. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the monk comment was like a weird acknowledgement. That she's like, yeah, my religion is new. This one's really old. Because ah. that is like kind of a thing, you know? Like everything, obviously, she's she's a practicing Christian and she's religion is important to her. But like compared to Buddhism, it's like newfangled. It's like the inter- it's like internet versus telephone. You know what I mean? It, it's not. It can't even compare. So I feel like the sort of because she is religious and spiritual, being exposed to a different kind of religion and and spirituality kind of puts a new perspective around like what she believes in, which I I think is cool. I think Becca seems dope. I really do. She's so nice. She's so lovely and just genuinely a good person. Blake pulled Becca on her, <gasps> which I don't know if she recognized, but Blake did the Becca thing of like I'm stressed and like wanting to talk out where they are. And they did have sex, I assume, but that's not sexy. You know what I mean? Like Blake was being very uh, needy. Blake is so incredibly in his head. Yeah. He keeps saying he's broken and that he's been broken. The word broken has a darkness to me. You know, you could say I've been hurt in the past, but to say I've been broken, very dark. I think Blake has a lot of heaviness in his heart. And we'll see what happens. But when I'm looking at her top three, I think if Blake wound up being the bachelor, I will say it would be an emotional season. I think he would really dig in. For a while, I thought he'd be bad. Mm-hmm. But now when I see him talk a lot and just sort of like his insistence on finding the right emotional fit, fit, maybe that would be good TV. But I don't know. I think the thing with The Bachelor is you need to find a guy that men are also invested in watching. And I don't think, because men like The Bachelor more than The Bachelorette, and I don't know if men would, would get on board with Blake. He's like a real like women's man. Interesting. I bet he has male friends though. Like, But I just think in terms of television, I don't know if guys would be like, yeah, I want to hang out with that guy. Let's, I mean, I'll get to it when you, because I have thoughts on Jason for Bachelor and well, Garrett for Bachelor and the whole thing. Let's, anything else to say, to say about, about Blake? About Blake. How Great. about the line, mm. I'm the kind of man who looks for a reason to stay. I liked that. Not a reason to go. I, I was like, that. put that in the notebook too, Blake. <laughs> Every one of these guys had a pretty powerful line. It made me wonder if some screenwriting was happening behind the scenes. That was a really good one. <laughs> that was a really good one. You know, a lot of the producers do a lot of comedy. Uh-huh. And I think you see that in the show. Sure. Um, but I have wondered, have they ever, has anybody ever written them a line? Because that was a good line. It reminded me of in Dawson's Creek in season three. <laughs> uh, I think it's like, episode let's see 23 is the finale 22 is the prompt it's gotta be it's uh i think it's episode 19 uh it might be 17 anyway pacey gets a wall for joey way earlier in the season and she's got like painter's block and doesn't do anything on it and she knows how he feels uh and he's about to set off on his summer trip you know but he wants her to stay so pacey oh the summer trip pacey and bessie joey's sister acting cahoots to get her to like go pick up milk and have to like walk past this wall and on the wall paint Pacey has painted ask me to stay <gasps> and so I, I just feel like Blake is a real Pacey that's Blake is a Pacey Blake is a Pacey and that's why he can't be the bachelor because, 100% because a Pacey. I don't think any dude cares about Pacey 
Josh, I actually don't know any man that cares about Dawson's Creek. I have to say that I wasn't a big Dawson's Creek watcher. Joshua Jackson was Pacey, right? Yes. He is also a similar character on the show The Affair on Showtime. I love, love The Affair. The Affair. <laughs> I fucking love it. I look forward to it so much. It's rebounded from a bad third season. I, a I just bad love it. third season. Are you, are you up to date? I'm not up to date. Did you watch the one or two of the season? I loved the first two seasons and then I was so frustrated by three oh, and okay. I'm trying to bring get, myself back Get in. back in okay. because more tyranny as Helen has an all-time great monologue in therapy this season where she calls the Pacific Ocean a whore. It's amazing. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this. It's really good. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Blake is a Pacey. I just, it didn't even occur to me until this moment, but he's a true Pacey. I also wrote down about Blake and I don't mean this in a mean way, but you really saw it the morning after. For a 29-year-old, he has a lot of wrinkles on his forehead and I think he's it's because he lot, carries Lauren. the stress. I yeah. know. He really has, man. Like He's a got lot. a wacky mom who uh-huh. cheated on his father with his basketball coach. He lived through a school shooting. A lot. A lot of heartbreak. I, yeah, he does. He actually um, emotionally seems younger than 29 to me. But he does. He looks it, I guess. <laughs> it looks He's older. carrying a lot of weight and gaining weight. And we still love him. But I like that she was wearing uh, some like dark floral silk pajamas with him. That was a cute look, and yes. her makeup looked great in the morning. And I was going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. She, I, I want to know what their real wake up was like. Doing some touch ups, yeah, <laughs> because she got her full makeup on before the camera started rolling. Oh yeah, I wonder if that some some women. I'm not one of them because I'm too lazy, but some women just won't won't leave the house, won't be seen without a full face of makeup. And I get it. It's a point of security. It's a it's a way of feeling confidence. I'm far too lazy for that. I'm mm-hmm. like a I'm like some eye stuff and go. Okay, mm-hmm. like if occasionally I'll put on full makeup. I think I'm always like very self-conscious about it because I'm like, oh, everyone notices because I never wear that. I never wear this much makeup. I often leave the house without makeup on just because I think I have to give my skin a break. Yes. I feel like I know women who are older who wore a lot of makeup all day every day and that that, that drains you. Yeah. You got, you know what you should go with is uh, water-based if you're going to do it all the time. Okay. God, I'm wearing so much today. <laughs> Let's talk about Jason. Jason, Jason did not get to go to the fantasy suite because Bye. Becca did not want to um, give him the wrong impression. She also probably just didn't want to have sex with him. So if you're going to the fantasy suite, I just assume, I think like the baseline assumption is where you're having sex. There were a couple things this episode. The first one, did you notice that in the very beginning of the episode, she just kind of dropped the bomb that she was in love with Garrett? Yeah. We hadn't really heard her say that before. And it was just like dropped in the first five minutes, which made me actually wonder, have they gone back and has editing happened to when she said to producers or when she said on camera that she was in love with Blake versus Garrett? Like, who did she really say about it, say it about first? Because sometimes they can take somebody saying, I love him and make it seem as if they've said it about another person. Sure. And then the Jason thing was a surprise to me because it was like, we're all good. And then 30 seconds in, oh, he made that comment about that dragon statue. (laughs) Everything's changed for me now. Would you describe yourself as an anxious person? Me? Yeah. Mm, You're not. No. If you have to think about it, you're not. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> I feel like Lauren and Blake probably are like fairly neurotic and like need to like Becca talk. and Blake? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Becca and Blake, sorry. Yeah. I'm still stuck in the Lauren phase. It's I, okay. I despise Lauren and Ari. Although, as I said, very happy for them. Go, <laughs> go live out your life in like some hermetically sealed bubble. Anyway, <laughs> um, I feel like both Becca and Blake are really like neurotic, nervous people. Mm-hmm. And I think that for her, she probably got like a wave of like neuroses or anxiety where she was like, shit, I can't do this. Like, and just felt really uncomfortable. I think that whole date, she was uncomfortable from start to finish. It's the worst she's looked the whole season. I very firmly think she's someone who's like, you look how you feel. You know, Mm. you project it outwards. She was wearing like just the worst outfit. And I think that she just like 
The Jason thing kind of like caught her by surprise. She wasn't expecting to develop feelings for like a third dude when she clearly had him for two already. But like it just wasn't the same. Like she probably was like interested in having fun with him, but couldn't really see that future. And she does really like to talk about what the future means. Like she, she brings it, she, this whole season, she's dropped in morsels about like if we had kids or if we lived together, if we dated, like she's thinking about it in very practical terms. And I think on a practical level, she was like, Jason, it's just not there, even though he's fun. I think that what is sort of paralyzing for her and maybe confusing her is that overall, she's a pretty put together person. You yeah. know, she's got a job. She's pretty. She's smart. She's easygoing and that like she's a gamer. She'll try things. She's fun. And so when she keeps saying, can I see a future with him? And when that's her barometer, the thing is, Becca, you're so great that you're a person who could make a future yes. with a lot of people. You yes. know, they say relationships take work. Like you could make it work with a lot of people. And I think that's almost confusing her in her own head. She said the best time thing a lot too. Oh, yeah. we have the best time. We have the best time. But again, you're on these dates. It's a special thing. And you're somebody who like tries things and has a good time. I mean, she shucked oysters, yeah, you know? I know. She planted tomatoes. What a date. <laughs> the best one. I just like to be in the water, as I've told you. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, being in the water without also like getting like wet and dirty. Cool. That Great. sounds fun. Although I do like to, you know, I love a good like deep, Get in there. deep ocean swim. Yeah, like snorkeling, et cetera. But yeah, I just think that the Jason thing just wasn't real enough for her. And I think she's at the point where she's like, this. let's make this real. Mm-hmm. I get that. I think Jason is also somebody who probably has stuck around for this long because just like Becca, like he's pretty easy to be around. Mm -hmm. He's super funny, nice guy. I think he's good at gauging and saying, well, no, I've had some heartbreak in the past, but he's not like, I'm broken. Yeah. She has said two things about Garrett and Blake, though. I think she said about Blake, my heart recognizes his. And then with Garrett, she said a very similar thing this episode, like, I see his heart or I know his heart or something. And, oh, no, she said Garrett was her heart's equal. And so— that, to me, she uses these phrases with Garrett and Blake that, yeah, she clearly wasn't there with Jason. Yeah. There's and no heart recognition. It's too, it's too bad because his family was by far my favorite. No. I freaking loved Jason's family. I loved Jason. I loved his mom. I loved how she was clearly a viewer of the show because she was kind of like, are you sure she's that into you? Yeah. She's thinking, uh, no, I've seen how the show works, honey. Like, you can't really know that for sure. And I am here for the discussion of Jason for Bachelor. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely am. He's my pick. I think he'd be very bro-y, which maybe some women in America wouldn't like. But that seems like he's got a, a good core inside of him. I think— And what's wrong with a bro bachelor? We haven't had one in a while. And you want to know what? Bro bachelors, good TV. Brad Womack, great television. I am so here for a funny bachelor. Yeah. He's funny. We yeah. haven't really had a funny lead in a while. Caitlin Bristow is super funny. She would actually make me laugh out loud. But just a funny lead in general, I'm here for it. And Jason has made me laugh. Yeah. He's, he's got a dryness to him that I like. I like him too. He also um, seems like he has a lot of friends. I always judge people on reality shows based on if, like, the other people around them like them. Because I think that's a really Im important sign. By the way, how much did you love that they broke the fourth wall for her to have that freak out yes, about Jason? I did love that. That's one of the reasons Jacob— Jason— Jacob. One of the reasons Jason's, like, whole arc on the episode was interesting because Becca, she freaks out, and she, like, kind of turns away from Jason— I keep wanting to call him Jacob. I think I, I think it's because you're so hot. We're very hot in here in this room that we're podding from today. It is really hot. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, but I do think it makes for good podcasts because you get so loopy that you're just like— We're like, sure, it sounds great. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so— So Jacob Jason. So Jace, she gets so tired of Jason, and she's like so flustered that she turns away from him and she seeks out her producer who's like, 
for these 10 weeks her best friend. And she's like, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on with me. Like, I just don't, I just don't feel right. I love when you see the producer. They do their best to keep the producers out of the shots. But I love, love, love when it doesn't happen. It makes it so much more powerful when they do show them. Yes. And when you do see. And it's I like, like an when important they, moment. Yeah, I like when they acknowledge, no, this is the lead having a conversation with the producer. Because in the past on the show, like the infamous Caitlin Bristow balcony scene. Yes. You know, they make it look like she's talking to herself. And really right. a producer's like sitting on the balcony with her. We can acknowledge it. We're cool. We see these producers on Instagram. I, I'm fine with that. I I'm okay. I get that they talk it out with the producer. They have to. Who else would they talk it out with? There's a lot of policies that kind of like just don't really make sense. Like if yeah. you allow your producers to be active on social media, like allow them to be seen on the show. It's fascinating. It's part of the setup of how the show goes. It's matured enough and Bachelor fans are so invested. Bachelor Nation, so invested. I've made the mistake recently of, of visiting Bachelor Reddit, which is like oh, such a deep wormhole. Wow. There's, a, there's, you can learn some good stuff. Like it kind of definitely, I was already inter- interested and then it stoked my interest in this, the Revolve um, Beach vacation that wow. I want to discuss. I got to find out what you learned. Uh, I learned some pictures. It just was useful. How about when they cut back when she's talking to the producer and they kept cutting back to Jason just like trying to drink water and hydrate in Thailand yeah. and sort of look awkward? He seems like, like, <laughs> Pretty responsible and pretty basic. And I think that could be a good bachelor. What did you think of both of their reactions when they go on this date, when she's in the terrible white outfit, and when she sends him home? Like their emotional responses. We're walking out of the temple, and I thought about the future, and I made a comment about it. And after I said it, I wanted to take it back right away because at that moment, I feel like I couldn't see him in that future. I don't know what my problem is right now. It's just, I don't know. I just feel weird. I think she had really, it, I think that the first time she's a little bit more upset, obviously, then she goes back to her room and like cries to herself. But I, I think that she had like, right, it occurred to her. We see her saying like she's hoping, see her saying she's hoping for an epiphany and like waiting for something to happen. I think sending Jason home was a type of clarity she sought. So then at the very end when he came back with the scrapbook and he's wearing that like weird outfit that I was like, did you borrow this from like a off-Broadway production of the musical Grease or something? I literally say he looks like a different movie character every time I see yeah, him. He, he has does. sometimes given me Newsies vibes. Totally. He has sometimes given me Wall Street vibes. Open the yeah. gates. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, I think she was just like over it. She had really committed. She's committed to like Garrett and like sorting that out. And she was just like, boy, bye. Bye, Jason. She has been pretty stoic in all of her send-offs. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is because she has had strong feelings for Blake and Garrett for a while. I also think, you know, she has gone through so much with losing her dad, with her mom being sick. I think when you've experienced that real loss, yeah, it takes a lot too. for you to get really emotional. She's a composed person. Mm-hmm. And I think she also values being composed and she doesn't want to be seen on screen as like a mess, which I think is one of the reasons why she had break the fourth wall with Jason. It's why she got up when uh, the Colton thing happened. Although we're going to talk about that more in a few minutes. Like when she's upset, she takes a break. She doesn't want to go on, go on with the show. She's not like a messy woman, which is one of the reasons she's so cool. And one of the reasons, thank God, we saw that moment with the producer because I needed a little messy. Yes, yeah, I did. You want a little bit from her just yeah. to know, like, really what's up. I'm I mean, glad we saw her crying afterwards. Yes, me too. Although, I hate saying that. I'm glad we saw her, but yes. I did. I was. <laughs> She's like, this is what ha- I just did to him what Ari did to me. No. No, that's not correct. No, Becca, you're being way too hard on yourself. I thought that that clip has been teased for a long part time of the season. I thought that was going to be in the very end Well, she would change her mind because the only thing that would be similar is if she changed her mind and then subjected the first person to a brutal on-screen breakup. It's not the same at all. And I think they teased it in a way of at first making it look as though someone did to her what Ari did to her. Right. Like, it's been adjusted, the tease. And... 
I was screaming at my TV at that point, no, Becca, you are not Ari. This is not the same. This is so not the same. I also, Jason's response was interesting to me because I I think he was really in shock, but we didn't really see any tears from him. We haven't had a lot of tearful guy exits this season either. Blake, 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 whatever happens with him, whatever will be teary. (laughs) Definitely. Blake probably cried so much in his life. He's like, oh God. I know what this is like. It's, it's too much. Uh, let's get to D. Garrett. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. It partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at hotels you'll actually want to stay at. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices, even though their name's Hotel Tonight. They're not just for last-minute bookings, because you can book in advance, perfect for planners and procrastinators alike. Hotel Tonight is there for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's so easy to use. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just three taps and a swipe. There's even the HG Perks program, where the more you book, the better the deals get. I have to go to Boston in a couple weeks, and I don't know where I'm going to stay. And it doesn't matter, because I plan to use Hotel Tonight. That's the beauty of the app. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. All right, people, it's time to talk about Garrett. With Garrett, it's very hard to carry on within a completely spoiler-free environment. So you've been warned. There could be some spoilers sprinkled in for the duration of this podcast. I'm sorry if it ruined things for you, but whatever. Almost at the end of the season anyway, you'll find out soon enough. Garrett. Yes. Garrett has to do glamping with Becca. I will say that I found Garrett knowing the word glamping to be one of the few redeeming moments. (laughs) Garrett's a phony. We don't really know who Garrett is. That's what that told me. Interesting, because it's so contradictory to everything else you know about him. Yeah, like— and also, he just, is he a salt of the earth kind of guy? Is he a, a salesman guy? When he was saying he, my job could go anywhere, but then he had taken her back to the farm to be like, could we live on the farm? I was like, wait a minute. When we were back on the farm, you were asking her, could we be out here riding the tractor with the kids? And now you're saying you could move anywhere. Let's pick a lane here. I know. So are you like, you know, you've individuated from your family. You're a software salesman. You like to ski. So you live in the Tahoe area or are you still involved in the family business? Like, which is it, man? Very confusing. Very. Also, if we can talk for just a minute about the bamboo rafting portion yes. of their date. Looked really fun. <laughs> Have you ever done rafting? I've done rafting like that in Israel. Really Here's the fun. thing. I thought that it looked fun, but also really stressful. I mean, there Hard. was a lot of navigation, a lot of upper arm work. I saw a woman with a cell phone and I was worried for her phone. Yeah. Is it going to get wet? Yeah. I think in that kind of like rafting community, they know how to do it. Also okay. new iPhone, seven seconds and you're fine. It's <laughs> kind of like fair use. But one time I was um, at a wedding and it, like the new iPhone sevens had just come out and so we were all, it was like in Sicily and everyone was like swimming, jumped off this platform together. Great wedding. Okay, good to know. And someone had their iPhone in their hand. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? They're going to break their iPhone. No pictures are worth it. Like, it's fine. Someone else can take a picture. And then they're like, no, you can get it wet for seven seconds. And it's fine. And I was, I was like, okay, cool. Even so, wouldn't take the risk. But that still feels like a dangerous game. Yeah, to play. totally. But I do think there's like a whole rafting scene in some places. I experienced it in Israel. I think they have it in like the Russian River. Okay. Got it in Chiang Mai, Thailand, where it's like, you know what you're doing. It's, it's like, it's like kind of taking out a pedal boat in Echo Park Lake. 
It's, I it's fine. I am impressed with their ability to find new things to do. It feels like this show has been to the Bahamas and Thailand quite a lot, doesn't yes. it? Well, the kickbacks, I think. That's why they of do course, it. Of course, yes. I think with that, though, I am, am surprised I didn't get them a guide. It, past times when they do that kind of thing, they have like a guide who does the labor. You're right. I mean, in the Bahamas with Colton, she had that man who pulled up in the boat. Yeah. I, I actually wonder if because it was a national holiday, there was fewer people available. Oh, maybe. Because that, that wouldn't surprise me. That felt like a real moment when Becca said, but it's a national holiday. Like that felt like, that was oh, somebody missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, which that was I like. a mistake. They can like, you know, they have like, they have off days and shoot days. Like they could have had that as an off day or like change production by one day right. or something. That was definitely a mistake. At which I loved Me too. because it felt so real. We saw them splashing. We saw real struggle on their faces as they were trying to navigate this river. It was not the peaceful date that it was intended to be. And yet, when I watch Garrett in those situations, I'm just like, does he even like this? Does he is he open minded enough to like take in the new culture? Like everything I know about him from outside of the show makes him seem like closed minded and um, very. He also seems like singularly focused on Becca. He's never had a soundbite being like, "It's so amazing to be here." Like he's always focus on her and only talking about her. It is just so hard and it has been so hard for me to watch this season knowing the Instagram thing. It just has unfortunately felt like it's been hanging over my head the whole season and clouded my view of him. And here was my issue with his apology statement. When he said, I didn't know that a, a mindless double tap could convey this or whatever. You're profile and your personality on social media is representative of you. And the pictures that you like and the things that you comment on, that's representative of you. So I just wanted him to own it 100%. And the statement, the apology statement didn't feel to me like he owned it and just straight out apologized for it 100%. All that being said, you know, the guy has not been able to give an interview. And so it's true. We will see that happen. And I'm excited for him to get that chance and to hear what he has to say. That's true. Do you know if he was at the Mentel All? Well, they never have the final guys at the mental, the final few. But um, yeah, I, I do want to get the chance to just hear him talk about it. I felt we heard him talk more on this episode than we have in the past several episodes. Yeah, so you brought up something interesting earlier, which is perhaps they edit it to like create a Frankenbite where it makes it seem like she says that, I should, she's falling in love with Blake or she loves Blake before Garrett. I really want to know who she officially felt she was in love with first. I don't know. And I think they do manipulate that in general. Yeah. And I don't think she'll ever say because she's ended up with one of them and that would be really hurtful to the other guy. I've he- I have heard it was Blake first. Mm. Have you heard the same? I have. Yeah. I heard it was Blake <laughs> that she was into first. Um, and I believe that because I think given the, op- if, if there was a chance to significantly recut the show and re-edit it, I think they would have made some other changes. I, I can't believe they would allow that kind of depiction of Garrett on the tractor with a, um, a like a Latino. I can't imagine they would have allowed Lincoln to talk about the earth being flat. Like, oh my gosh. I think they go into picture lock a lot earlier than I realized <laughs> because there's just so many baffling editing choices this season that if they had the opportunity to fix them, I can't imagine. You know, there's enough sensible people at ABC who don't want controversy to be like, hey, to the production company, like, hey, like, We've got notes. Like that's what the network does. They give notes. And I can't imagine they would have been okay with this final edit if, and, and let it go if they had options to change it. And because it would have made them look great to make those changes. I think people would yeah. have supported them. So yeah, I think you, you only have so much footage and time that you have. But what struck me also about Garrett and Becca's later portion of the date it harkened back to Ari in my head. Because do you remember how in Becca's fantasy suite they had that like outdoor yeah, tent. She, she also, ha- I was going to say, she also had to go camping with Yes. Very weird. Unfair. Very, mm, 
the opposite of foreshadowing. I What's know. the word I'm thinking? <laughs> very, very weird. A weird callback. Yeah. So how, how did you feel about the conversations they were having on that later portion of the date? When they were in bed and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of childish and like mm. uh, not a lot of reality. I, I do think she is focused on like thinking about the future, but I don't think either Blake or Garrett like can really comprehend like what it means when they, when she was like, yeah, if we have kids together or if we like live here or live there. I think... I think they both seem very focused on her, which is sweet, but not on like kind of like making a life together and like choosing that, which, you know, maybe you can't do that on The Bachelor, but like that's kind of what it means to find your partner. When he <laughs> said the job moving around thing, I really, gosh, people, and it it makes the show better when people are just honest about the realities of their situation. Yeah, of like when Peter Krause said, I am not really ready to be engaged, I don't think. I like you a lot or I even love you, but I'm not really ready for that. Great. Yes. Uh, what a powerful scene. Talk about it. Yes. Talk it out. But I felt Garrett was kind of saying maybe what he thought she wanted to hear and saying things like, he has never felt this happy. I mean, wow. What a statement to say you have never felt this happy. And I, wherever his ex-wife is. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> they make it seem like she sucks, but who knows? I will say his constant like harking on like harking back to I don't want to make the same mistakes again. I've been married. I loved when Chris Harrison was like, you've been married before, so you get it. I was just like, zing, from one divorced man to another. Um, <laughs> but I do think the fact that Garrett is like so conspicuously a divorcee plays a weird part in his narrative. Like he's looking for some kind of course correction and so is Becca because of the Ari stuff. Mm-hmm. But like two wronged people does not make a right, which I think is a fallacy in this narrative of them being together. Yeah, we're both trying to fix fix it. Both yeah. trying to fix the past. Yeah. I don't judge Garrett for having been divorced. Of course not. Yeah. And I think, I don't like when, I think especially on like blogs and stuff, people will dig up, like oh, somebody was digging up his wedding video. I'm like, the guy got oh. married and he got divorced. I mean. Disagree. Uh, you'd I, really? Take that shit down. If I'm one of them, I'm like, let's wipe the internet clean of our relationship. Oh. If, we're, if we're ending it, take it down. Interesting. But I but I The don't, videographer put it up though. It's not one of them. And I don't get on board with fans going and finding this old stuff, like from people's wave. It's it's different if, you know, the big question of, did you break up with someone to go on the show? Right. But if it's like, this is a person you're in a relationship with years ago and it's over and it's done, why are we? I know. It's just the age of social media though. Nothing's a secret. Yeah. I, I think also like- And it matters like, what you like on Instagram. <laughs> yes, it does. I think you have to be smarter and go back to your, have you watched the television show Lovesick? No, man, I'm missing out great, for you today. Great one. It's okay. okay. But it's, <laughs> the point of that show is the, is this guy finds out he's chlamydia and he has to go back to his actual partners and tell them. It's like, if you're going on The Bachelor, go back to your exes and be like, hey, you might want to go private. Like, just want to give you the heads up and go on this show. That's good advice, Julia. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm such a social media stalker. I feel like I just know, I know what I would do to get information that I know also how to block it. And like, that's what, that's the respectful thing to do. Go to all of your exes and say, hey, go private for like the next year. Sorry, it sucks. But like, I'm doing this for you. That's the age we're in, Julia. Yes. You should tell everybody that. That is actually really, really good advice. That's the respectful thing to do. Um, how would you feel about Garrett as Bachelor? It's impossible to really judge that, leaving aside all of the kind of like political stuff. But how would you feel about that anyway? Having, even if I put everything out of my mind, having seen the way that he spoke this episode, which we saw him get emotional this episode and we saw him like care, you know, convey that he cared about Becca. I still feel like the two more compelling characters Mm -hmm. 
Blake is so emotional yeah. and so emotive and so expressive. And then Jason is so funny that I just feel more strongly about those two. I think Blake would be would be kind of Ben-like. One thing about Blake, though, that I bode, doesn't bode well, we haven't seen an exuberance out of him. And I think everyone, except for Ari, who's either a bachelor or the bachelorette, has like some kind of like a really enthusiastic side to them. At least the good ones. Chris Souls didn't have that, but he sucked as The Bachelor. All the other ones, like, they have, like, a real excitement and sort of, like, joie de vivre that I think he, Blake really lacks. Not as a human, but as a bachelor. Interesting. I think that he's trying to find that in the person he's going to be with. And that dooms your relationship, I man. know. Come on. You can only too much save pressure. yourself. Too yeah. much pressure on mm-hmm. them. Have you heard anything else about who ABC and Warners is, is considering for Bachelor? Well, I have heard, and I would not necessarily say for this season, but Ben Higgins told me he's had discussions about being The Bachelor again at one what? point. Yes, yes, ben? yes, yes. He's, oh, he said that to me on camera, on the record. I think it's something that's been talked about. I don't necessarily know that it means for next season, but would you be there for that? For Ben as Bachelor? Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. I know we of all course, would. I yeah. know. I wish ben, if you're listening, just do it. Um, I have also heard that like the discussions have happened with Jason a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think what can be confusing about that is that when they get to that point, and especially because with Bachelor, the timing on it, you have to get through all of Paradise versus picking the Bachelorette is a much quicker turnaround. So I think they have those discussions with the top three. I mean, or the whichever top two don't make it pretty much always. But the discussions have happened with Jason. Discussions have happened with Ben about it maybe being a possibility Mm. again in the future. I would be here for a total surprise move of just making Ben Higgins Bachelor again. I would. My God. I feel I have... Are you really taking this in? <laughs> I am taking it in. I'm thinking about how it would, uh, how it would, how it would impact my friendship with Ben. So... Oh. <laughs> would you go on? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Isn't it funny how people, people always ask me, would you... I'm like, no. I know oh, no. way too much. No way, 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 way too There's much. literally... Negative 5% chance. I can, oh my God, I can't even. I actually really feel for Blake because I I think I would be like that, but so much worse. Like, and plus also I'm way too old. That is not true. Yes, yes, it is true. No, that isn't true. I want the I want the contestants and the lead to get aged up a little I bit. I do too. I completely I th- agree. I think the show needs that at this yes. point. It also would have more lasting relationships. Also would make the way they interact with each other more nuanced because people would be a little bit less clueless, a little bit more invested in actually making it work because they would be like, oh, time's ticking. I got to make it happen. Right. When you go back to it, I mean, years ago, the premise was very much centered around this is a person who's had a hard time finding love here on our show. Now, when you're 23 and you're fresh out of college, it's like, give yourself a minute. You haven't even tried yet. And you don't know who you are in your early 20s. I want people who are more assured in who they are. I think it would actually make the drama even more intense. Yeah, seriously. I'm here for it. I agree with you. I totally agree. Um, you went to the Mentel All. Can you tease anything about what happens? Was it entertaining? Was it good? It was great. Um, great answer. I shouldn't <laughs> even ask that. You wouldn't have said anything else. What can you tease about what's going to happen? I traditionally don't watch the Mentel All. I hate it. Why? I don't care about these guys. They're they're out. They lo- they're not going to win. If I care about them, I'll see them in paradise. What can really be addressed? That's like that's fascinating. It could, it should be like you know what the Mentel All should be. They should make the final episode like a little bit shorter and like they should do like interstitials like cut in with like the men talking about like what's really happening or what you didn't get to see. I, I don't know. It's it's between the mental all being two hours and then the after the final rose and all that. It's sort of to get to the end of a season is too much. 
I do think that the tell-alls are interesting because people have had, again, such time and space between being on the show and then filming that. So sometimes I think they can be very reflective and some interesting realizations can come out of it. Um, I think this group of guys is uh, very, very drama in a way of, I don't know, there hasn't been a lot of super intense grounded drama this season, but like they're real petty. Okay. So I I think that is going to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Where were you on Jordan and how was his mental all performance? I like Jordan a lot. I think Jordan's great TV. I do. I think that he is there with a soundbite right away. He says some funny crap. I really think that the problem was Jordan was not given a legitimate nemesis this season. That David guy, the chicken guy? No, no, no. I had high hopes for him and he let me down. Jordan did? Yeah. Why? Uh, No, David. I don't know. You had high hopes for the chicken guy? Yeah, I did. Why? Based on his bio. I was like, I don't know. He just seems kind of interesting. You know what I saw today in my foray into the Bachelor Reddit? That Joe the Grocer and Bibiana were hanging out. I would love it if that's a relationship from Paradise. Interesting. Have you heard anything about that? I... You, you don't seem shocked. I, well, you know, Joe was here in LA. Yes, um, she lives, no, she lives in Miami. Mm-hmm. He looked like he'd gotten the LA makeover, like quaffed and such. I think groomed. a lot of Bachelor people were here for Maxim, had a Maxim Hot oh, 100 yes, event on did. Saturday, yes, an did. absolutely iconic event, the red carpet moment of the season. <laughs> Everybody turns out for it. Did you attend? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, they were all hanging and it's this family in this bubble and we'll see what happens. I know Nick went. Which Nick? Vial. Oh, okay. Not new Nick from Paradise. Mm-hmm. He's like, looks like oatmeal to me. New Nick on Paradise. He's just so vanilla. Speaking of Paradise, I have a stance because I don't think mothers should go on this like trifle of a show. It's just like, if you really care about your kids, like, is that three weeks you really need to be away? And some listeners, and I targeted it, Amanda and... um who was the initial villain? Olivia? Olivia, no. Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea Stanton. I mean, Amanda Stanton and Chelsea yes. from Ari season. Like, they're moms. Just like, don't go in paradise. I think I said Olivia because she looks like Olivia. Yes, from she does. Season. Yeah, she yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Someone, several people pointed out that that's a real double standard. They're like, what about Kenny? He's a dad. He's going on paradise. You're absolutely right. Kenny, <laughs> don't go on paradise. It's a parent rule, not a mom rule. I support active parenting, which is one of the reasons I like Jason Mesnick, although I still thought it was kind of weird he went on the show, but whatever. Different era. Seems fine. Seems close to tie. And I I don't know. I'm just like, if you're a parent, do you really need to go on Paradise? Is that really the example you want to set for your kids? They can go back and watch that. Oh, man. Well, they've already been on a show at this point, you know, so that footage is already out there. I will say I come at it from two things. One, I think if you have the chance to make money, make some money. Okay, fair enough. Not that they make a ton, but But somebody like like Amanda Stanton coming in like her second seat, she's going to make more money after the first season. What about finding a career? Well, come on, let's dream bigger. Second, I'm with you on that. Always dream bigger. But second, I also think these people are all single parents. So they're splitting their time with their kids anyway. So I guess whatever their custody agreement is, but you know, maybe you're you were gonna be away from your kid one week and okay, well it's two. I guess I suppose. <laughs> it just really bothers me. Paradise is not for parents. Who are you most excited to watch on Paradise? Um I'm shocked because not going. Shocked. Interesting. I have a sense based on nothing, but my feeling is that she got uninvited by the network and that's why she's not going. I don't buy the story that's because she has a relationship. This boyfriend thing? Yes. Interesting. Have you heard anything about that? I think that whole situation is kind of clouded in mystery, actually, because I've asked some questions. It was confusing to me. She said she went on a social media hiatus just to cleanse herself mm. 
weirdly at the exact same time that Paradise was filming. I and remember Chris Harrison had said on Women Tell All, Becca's going to Paradise. Yes. She so, I I truly feel she got somehow disinvited. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. I will say I think there's been a little bit of negative feeling around some of the ways that she has like interacted with other yes. people or she talked about the not franchise. So great about Tia and very yeah. very open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet she was uninvited, which is fine. But Kyle will be fine. Um who am I most excited to see? Uh Grocer Grocer Joe. Grocer Joe. Can't wait. Why? Um, because he didn't get any time on the show and I love grocery stores. Who are you most excited to see? I interviewed a grocer <laughs> grocery store Joe over the phone right after he was sent home. I will say he just could not strike me more as a He's just like a good Midwestern guy. Cool. Not super emotive, oh, yeah, not Illinois. super talkative. He's from Illinois. Yeah, we we vibed. I mean, he's you just a meet. good guy. If he's out with Bibiana, maybe he'd be your guy. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that excited about Paradise. I'm sure I'll be into it as soon as it arrives. But I liked Winter Games because there was more of like a structure to it. The free form of Paradise, I'm kind of like, meh. Mm, yeah. But- you know, I do wish, and God, I hope this doesn't sound too mean. I need some better man candy. Becca's season overall, I was not attracted to these guys, so, and now these guys are going to paradise. I forgot to mention this. I went to a charity basketball event last week. Okay. And Nick and Colton played in it. Oh, I saw this. Uh, mutual friends of mine and Nick's were, like, involved in the organizing. It's how we both ended up going. And Leo was there sitting in the stands, as was Chris Don. Leo still got the long hair. <laughs> Looks exactly the same. I was like, okay, Leo. Yes, I, I'm interested. Minus Jason the softcore porn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Colton, way too, like, Ken doll for me. Not I, my type. No, me neither. Me neither. And I just don't understand Colton. He's a, he's kind of, like, a confusing human to me. I do think Colton's gotten more fit. He's, like, I think he gained a little bit of weight during the show, and he's really gotten buffed up. His jawline is really rocking itself. <laughs> I kind of think they all usually look better once they've gained a little weight, particularly the woman. Number one, look better at the end, Lauren Bushnell, with a little bit more fat on her bones. I can't remember that. She looked great in these cutoff shorts towards the end of the show. And her I love ben, you for remembering this. Her and Ben while on the catamaran. I remember every moment of Ben's season. <laughs> every single one. So are you here for Ben for Bachelor again? No, I don't no. think so. I don't think it'll work out. And I want him to find happiness. Okay. Ben is too such too sensitive of a soul. Oh, wow. But I that's why he'd be a great Bachelor again. Maybe. I'm going to text him about it. This is wild. <laughs> I will, like I said, I just know it's been discussed in a way of it could even happen in a year. It could happen in the future. He told me on camera and I interviewed him. He said, yeah, we've talked about it. Well, he would never lie. (laughs) Never. What are you expecting from the finale? Lots of tears. Mm, We've seen both of these guys tear up, so we're definitely going to get tears. Yeah. I have to say... I don't think we're going to have some big shocker moment. One thing that's hard now about being post in a post Ari world is that was so insane. I know. And we are not going to get that level of insanity here. What do you think? Becca's fundamentally not that interesting as a TV character, which probably makes her a good person and good partner and good future wife. So I think it'll be probably pretty tame. I'm just interested to see what happens with whoever doesn't win, how that will become the spin that is put on that to either make them Bachelor or not. I think that we could get an intense after the final rose because these guys are both so into her. Yeah, totally. That's a great point. Yeah. So sometimes that's really where it is more so than the taped, you know, the taped and edited finale, but the after the final rose when it's just, they are like crushed and confronted about this. Remember Rachel Lindsay's? Yes. Oh, wow. Great stuff. That was, I just remember him clutching that equipment in the back room. Rachel was in here. 
last week. Love mm-hmm. Rachel so much. She didn't really get into it, but I could tell she was like really still out on Peter. I could just get, I just could tell from her vibes. 100%. Yeah. She stands by the way she acted at the finale, which she got a lot of backlash for. I support that too. Like own it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do whatever you need to. Lauren, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. As always, we have sweated through this pod just like they sweat through Thailand. Yeah, it feels great to understand what they're going through. <laughs> Thanks again to our sponsors, including Hotel Tonight and Ben and & Jerry's. Thanks to Ben and Jerry's who supports today's show. Ben and Jerry's is known for creating euphoric ice cream with unique flavor combinations and delicious chunks and swirls throughout. And now with new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter because at 140 to 160 calories per serving, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben and Jerry's. Available in three amazing flavors, including chocolate milk and cookies, caramel cookie fix, and PB dough. Try them all. Go to store.benjerry.com to have the new Mooforia light ice cream delivered to you. Forget! The Spy Who Dumped Me stars Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon as two best friends turn international spies as they race through several European capitals, all while being hunted by a host of top-secret operatives that either want to help them, get rid of them, or both. Don't forget to get your tickets to see this summer's hottest action comedy. It's in theaters August 3rd. 